Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. We are virtually from SF Film Fest yet again with the filmmakers of Don't Go Tellin' Your Mama. We have Jason Sondock, Simon Davis, and hip hop artist Topaz Jones on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Hey, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who wants to take this one, so I'm going to bat it over to one of y'all. But if you can tell our audience what this film is about, that'd be great. I think Topaz is going to be. Yeah. Uh, Topaz, over to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, film, uh, the genesis of this film comes from an album that I made prior to the film. Um, which really was about kind of reinterrogating my own upbringing and my like family's lineage really as a way of exploring uh, a lot of the things that made me uncomfortable as, a, as an adult and made it difficult for me to kind of find myself. And I think the film is a expansion on that uh, and a look on at how like that is largely the experience of most like young black kids growing up and, and all the ways that we are educated about what our identity means. Um, whether that's like within the classroom and, or in the myriad of ways that happen outside of the classroom, which is what the film really focuses on. Yeah, and so I, let's dig a little deeper to this. So uh, the description on SF Film is a 1970s black ABC's uh, flashcard developed by Chicago, black Chicago-based educators. And then I heard um, a little snippet of you, Topaz, talking about having a bit of an identity crisis, at, you know, in your 20s. So how do these two things mash up and then does rubber band get involved? Maybe this is the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just sit back and relax. I'm just gonna relax though, but yeah. Hmm. Um, I guess it's easier to with how rubber band gets involved because they're kind of like, we're just very much inextricably a part of each other's lives. Um, we met about 10 years ago uh, in our freshman year of college. Um, and myself and another friend uh, kind of like introduced them to each other in like very like Brady Bunch, like bring the parents together kind of way. And they really hit it off and became, you know, the duo rubber band that we know and love today. Uh, but in the process of that, I think we all kind of, you know, we lived together for multiple years. We've been best friends and kind of really like processed a lot of our own understanding of who we want to be as both humans and artists together. That's definitely well put. Yeah, I think uh, like Simon becoming rubber band is like almost linked to like Topaz becoming Topaz, I think in a certain way, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, us being involved, I feel like is almost like we're all sort of involved in everything in one way or another, you know, Topaz is a musician first, but in this, you know, he's a filmmaker with us as well as a musician. Um, but we've worked with Topaz basically on every, you know, sort of audio visual, whatever project that he's had since we met. Um, and the cards kind of came because Topaz sort of like had all this that we were talking about we wanted to do for the album and he kind of just sent us you know a bunch of stuff um and these cards were sort of images that he kind of sent us as inspiration and it kind of none of us really knew what exactly they were i mean obviously they're flashcards, and they're obviously supposed to instruct about the alphabet but we really or just didn't really know and so it was kind of a 
initial learning experience uh, and a research experience for all of us to sort of understand the context of these things that Topaz loves so much. And then as Topaz said, because the album was so much about sort of his education, his miseducation, it sort of was like, oh, wow, this sort of perfectly fits into the kind of context that we were going to make something in it anyway. You know, typically when we're talking to independent filmmakers, we will often hear something like, yeah, you know, in order to stay within budget, we altered the scripts. We could just be in one location or two locations. And, and you guys, seriously, these are 26 short films. You go through the alphabet and they're just so well thought out. You really don't know what you're going to get hit with next, but you're excited to find out. So I, I would love to hear this process of just creating these 26 separate short films. Yeah, I think it's a really important uh, point to pause and give an immense, you know, uh, we really try to like foreground this idea, especially in talking about the film, because, you know, it, filmmaking is inherently a team sport. And this project in particular was really the result of so many people coming together. And it was a group of artists. Um, none of it would have been possible without everybody from our COVID compliance officer all the way up to Luigi Rossi, our producer, um, who was just an worker like we had no business setting out to do this thing that was so expensive and we don't want to know how he figured out how to do this so i think (laughs) it's really important um in addition to kind of like shouting out our incredible team um of their own artistry so much dedication and love to the project for no reason other than their belief in the idea and we had an incredible career director and costume designer eric mcneil who brought so much to the project chase urban our cinematographer um just brought an immense amount as well. But on that respect, in terms of making 26 short films, definitely um, we have to give a huge shout out to Luigi who produced this film. Um, and then I think, you know, what's so lovely about working with Topaz, oftentimes, uh, you know, there are these quite uh, contrived misses in terms of how you begin working on a project or somebody comes to you with, you know, sort of an already fleshed out idea, or there are these logistical things of this needs to be this time, you know, we're making a music video, it has to be three minutes. And then I think with Topaz, we were able to all just kind of sit back and question everything and really think about it very three-dimensionally with no pressure other than, you know, what felt like it was in line with Topaz's vision and felt like a really, you know, kind of lovely realization of those ideas. So the 26 uh, short films just were kind of, uh, as Jason said, you know, Topaz brought us these flashcards and was like, guys, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but something here is really speaking to me and I'd love to explore it. And we just kind of all as a group, including all those people that I just named, spent a lot of time just thinking and talking about it. And that's what kind of led to uh, this pretty expansive idea. And if I and if I may add, I think like this film doesn't really happen in the way it does, and there isn't even like the this for the type of questions we were asking and the things that we were talking about without the type of year that twenty twenty for us all to kind of take a step back. None of us were like actively really working on anything. Like you know, everybody's doing a million things at once in the space of like the first half of twenty twenty, where we were all really just like sitting on our hands and full of what the future was going to hold. Like there was nowhere really to go but inward. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to do but to question the status quo as opposed to maintain it. And I think even just like the people who we got to be involved, like, I don't know if we would have gotten that many people to buy into this idea. It's obviously, I think, a really strong idea that comes from a great place. But um, there was a lot of momentum and a lot of energy behind the fact that this was the time to really like all bets were off, you know, and we I think we we took advantage of that in a way that I hope um, was, you know, responsible with that with that weight. Yeah, man, that's such a good point. I also worth saying that, like, these things actually got bigger as we went, not smaller. Like, 100%. You know, off, I didn't know what off, I was walking the, into. Off the point of like, 
you know, I think when we originally talked about it, we we're like, oh yeah, maybe like each of the letters is a 10 second clip. Okay, maybe each of the letters is like a 20 second clip. Okay, maybe each one of the letters is its own short film. Okay, maybe we really we're need five minutes for this one. Okay, yeah. maybe like <laughs> some of Topaz is like a kid in here. It just like kept snowballing forever. Yeah, and I love the choices the people you interviewed. I mean, your eighth grade teacher, uh, the person that talked about food apartheid, I mean, food apartheid, vulnerable therapist, um, and also intellectual property, Kevin White and Black Thought. Can you talk about views and, and pulling them for this film? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, the original kind of uh, format to what we were building with the alphabet, there's seven or eight alternative universes for each of those letters that exist somewhere on a notepad. And we really kind of just hashed it out and like, there was no ego about it. It was just like, let's pick the best idea that, that serves the full thing for each letter. And I'm really happy about that. But we did end up scrapping the letters for those ones that became interviews kind of uh, after realizing that there was a responsibility we had to the intentionality behind the, the original cards as well. And wanting this to be a real, like a project that gave the full scope. And even in thinking of my own kind of upbringing while I was dealing with all of these outside forces that were kind of uh, informing my understanding of self, there were also so many people doing the work within the communities that I that I inhabited that were hugely important. You know, my teacher, Mr. Jackson, being one of them. Who, you know, it's like those radical people that we come across in our upbringing that have the the power to potentially uh, counteract a lot of the the kind of outside forces. So when it comes to the people that we interviewed, a lot of those people are most of those people are are directly or tangentially related to me uh, and, and to my community. So it's like when it comes to, to Mr. Jackson, obviously that was my teacher. That's the first person to really teach me about like the radical black tradition and, and also like introduced me to Tribe Called Quest and used to play like 90s hip hop mm. in, in class on Fridays. You know, uh, when we talk about Keith White, who's an activist, incredible guy all around, has five dogs, mm. a beautiful human being, like that's, in addition to all his community work, he also is my lawyer. And so it just felt like for us to talk about what he does with the Brooklyn Combine. Um, when it comes to Francis, who spoke about food apartheid, yeah. she was someone who I was introduced to. Keith's network of people that he's connected to, like we can make a whole nother film with that, you know? Um, the therapist was, we were, you know, to be honest, I hadn't heard of her before because I've been out of Montclair. So that was really intriguing to me. And, um, who are we? Oh, Ivy Soul, a great friend of mine in collab. We see eye to eye as, as fellow like kind of outsiders to, to the hip hop industry, you know? And I think I've covered everybody except for Black Thought, which is like <laughs> that we were just blessed to- Top to, five dead or alive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cor yeah, that's a quarantine miracle right there. Yeah. That was just- I think the whole film kind of felt like a quarantine miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just making one in the first place. Yeah, well, I wanted more letters, so maybe you can do a part two, part part four. Um, but but it, it really felt like watching, gauging history. I, I felt like I learned so much about you, but also about just the culture of people. And um, it also encouraged me to kind of create my own alphabet, you know, as a Filipino American. So I, I th that, you know, that um, just a lot of soul searching that, that comes with mm. that. But um, I wanted to know what your plans are for this film in terms of, the education aspect like it should be shown sitting around with your families uh, it's just so beautiful yeah you know the the first thing that we got reached out for recently was um the children's media organization in chicago which actually was so crazy because obviously this is where the black abcs were born and they just mm -hmm. reached out to us and they were like you know 
would you guys be interested in? We were like, yes, immediately, like tell us where to sign up. Um, but yeah, that's like definitely a big part of like what we want to do uh, in terms of the campaign is get Topaz in front of kids and get the film in front of kids. Cause that's, that's like the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I think what's also really cool too, is, you know, Topaz made such a beautiful album, which really is, you know, I say this a lot and he always like rolls his eyes, but it's the source. Of <laughs> he has been rolling his eyes. Yeah. Out. There's yeah. been a lot of eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. I think, that, I think that comes with a decade of friendship, but no, I think like all of the, um, I think what's so exciting too is that there is this film, which is certainly I think stands on its own two feet, but there's also an album that embodies a different form that's, you know, sort of um, symbiotic, but you but unique, you know, and it's cool too, as you know, that's gonna be coming out very soon. And the film is gonna, you know, everything you guys said that we're really excited and, and putting a lot of effort into thinking about how we can really get this film um, kind of shared in that way and, and shared in a sort of educational context. But, you know, it's cool to kind of see that there is now gonna be also even more like, you know, as you said, uh, Angela, you know, you kind of wanted more and, and there is more, you know, the music is, I think, um, as much of a journey and a experience and as dense as the film is, if not more so. Um, yeah, I think that's also maybe a, a worthwhile thing to share. I want to talk about because the, the film is there's a lot of serious subjects, but I love I was laughing out loud on some of those, those, <laughs> those this, this play fight. I mean, literally laughed out loud. I loved <laughs> it. I didn't know what was coming. And I love I don't know. There's something really calming and relaxing about sour belts. Mm. And I, I was going to say sour expecting belt. that. Yeah, that was my favorite. And I've been yeah. craving it ever since. Wow. Yeah. So wearing like, a sour belt, basically. <laughs> we're living together on 13th Street. That was like a 2 a.m. snack, you know? I, mean? I literally had, no joke, Saturday night sour belts at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, in high school. Yeah, and sour belts. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. That was my high school. No, but I, I love the, the playfulness of, of the film, too. And I don't know if you want to talk to that of, you know, kind of leveling out the film, or was it just like, how was that? Uh, it kind of like the work itself told us the tone it wanted to take. I think if I if I had had my way with it, like originally, I probably like pitched this to these guys more like directly in the lineage of something like you know like Atlanta or some some other things closer mm. to that that plays up the comedy. A lot of old like Outcast videos, but I think like mm -hmm. what we kind of stumbled in figuring these things out and emerging like the things that excite us all aesthetically with like real moments from from my my own experience and people around me like that play fight moment it's like I wasn't in a boxing <laughs> ring but that's a very real time where I got my ass whooped <laughs> and I think like the connection of those two things it birthed like a new a new tone and voice to to this project that like I think is very leveled in a way that I I didn't fully expect we made tweaks here and there but a lot of it kind of the path kind of exposed itself yeah well on that well, note what are your favorites oh, i just oh, wanted yeah. to know That's before okay. we go what are, what are your yeah. favorites? time is my favorite yeah two is mm. good mm. i i think yeah. uh, the ending of zip code uh we originally had a sort of different iteration for what zip code looked like and we got into the, the edit and it was really amazing because you know we, we spread ourselves quite thin, thin making a lot of different things and that was one of the few that didn't kind of uh, align with the original uh game plan where we kind of had to rethink it a bit and Tobaz wrote this incredible spoken word piece we both Tobaz and I both grew up in New Jersey and uh he and Montclair uh, I grew up in Highland Park they're different towns but there's some you know they're both like my town's adjacent to a college town Montclair is kind of a college town they're both these relatively like similar diverse central New Jersey kind of places and uh, Tobias wrote this really beautiful kind of ode to his upbringing in New Jersey. And I remember when he sent me that, because um, we were thinking about the 
reworking it and just kind of getting goosebumps hearing it for the first time. And that one just holds a really special place in my heart too. And, and uh, it was just amazing to kind of see Tobaz just drum this thing up on the, the turn of a dime that just brought, I thought a ton of meaning and punctuated the film uh, so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, buzzer beater for, for I, sure. I think uh, I, could, I could give you a reason why any of these are my favorite, but uh, <laughs> in a very selfish way, I think uh, R means a lot to me because it's my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. that, you know, she's 94 years old. There's a part of that that like really hit home for me because it's like, in a way, like, you know, I am um, cementing and kind of, uh, we're, we're immortalizing um, a lot of things and a lot of like very intimate pieces of my upbringing and my childhood and, and who I am as a person. And the idea that like, maybe my kids won't get to meet my grandmother, but there'll always be this very beautifully shot and like, you know, well-lit kind of version of her telling this very personal story that gets across the type of woman she was and is, you know? And so I think for, for my own personal reasons, that one really holds a, a great deal of weight. Also off of that really quickly, like I just, that was the last thing that we shot was R. It was the last, it was mm. the last thing. And I just remember like standing around with our crew and it was like summer camp was over, you know? Like it, mm. like this was this beautiful cap on this experience that we all shared together and you know, not every day do you get to make something that while you're making it, you feel that like something is happening that's sort of outside your control. And I mean that like obviously in a positive way, like the film is sort of making itself and listening to, to Tobaz's grandma, like sort of bequeath us with that, you know, knowledge, if you will, um, was sort of this like beautiful, I feel like also punctuation mark on the process of making the film as well. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. really, that's a throw a third R story on the, on the, the pile. But as Jason said, that was the last thing that we shot. And, and we'd actually, I'd uh, been to Tobias's uh, grandmother's house, you know, years and years before and right. had like a little bit of like a memory of that place. And also just, you know, realizing of course how special that moment was. But I remember, you know, Jason and I, the way that we direct, we never try to overwhelm people. So one of us will kind of be up by the camera with talent another will kind of fall back. And there was this one moment where Jason was sort of more uh, by the camera. And I remember just kind of watching this like tableau and seeing Tobaz and his grandmother who were both like dressed beautifully, sharing this intimate moment, lit amazingly. And then, you know, Chase and Eric who are new friends, you know, Chase is somebody who we admire and, you know, sitting there filming. And it was like this beautiful summer after evening. And just, it felt like a moment out of a dream and uh, no hyperbole. That was one of the most fulfilling moments uh, that I've ever had in my life on a film set. And so that was one of those special things where it's like, man, regardless of what happens, just this experience and this feeling is like something that'll treasure forever. Well, don't make us cry. I already cried I know, in one I'm of like, our inner, I already cried in one of our yeah, early like inner, Marvel I did too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have I'm to go. Really I'm serious, I mean that, you know, like. <laughs> no, we gotta go. This is too much yeah, we got, for my heart. Too, this is like, too much. It's too much. Well, but back to talking about You're like, We just wanted to talk about candy. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to talk about sour belts. Strawberry sour belts, okay, God. Well, it's a beautiful way to wrap this interview. And thank you so much for being on the show. The film is don't, don't Go Tell and Your Mama, Jason, Topaz, and Simon. Thank you so much for this film. We wish you the best. So thank much love. Guys. Thank you. Thank yeah. you guys. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>